Welcome to Hospitality Forward. My name is Hana Lee. I am president and founder of Hana Lee Communications, an award-winning public relations agency. We are specialized in building national and global brands for bars, restaurants, hotels, and travel destinations. And I'm Michael Anstendig, editor-in-chief at Hana Lee Communications and a food and beverage writer. We launched this podcast to help hospitality and travel professionals learn how to earn the media spotlight. As a journalist myself and Hannah as a PR professional, we understand the power of media coverage and its positive impact on someone's career and business. That's why we're undertaking this Giving Back to the Community initiative. So tune in every week to hear us interview top journalists who share their insights and tips. Hannah and I are also the authors and co-producers of our agency's first book, The Japanese Art of the Cocktail, which is now available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and independent bookstores nationwide. Each week, we give away a copy of The Japanese Art of the Cocktail to our listeners. So please share a pitching tip you found most interesting from our episode and email us info at hannaleecommunications.com. That's info at H-A-N-N-A. L-E-E communications with an S dot com. And remember to have hospitality forward in the subject line for a chance to win a book. In this episode, we're delighted to chat with Kathleen Squires, a food and travel writer whose work regularly appears in the Wall Street Journal, Los Angeles Times, Food and Wine, Savoir, and many other publications. Kathleen earned Les Dames d'Escoffier International's MFK Fisher Award for Excellence in Culinary Writing. She's also co-author of several well-regarded cookbooks and the co-producer of the Emmy Award-nominated documentary, James Beard, America's First Foodie. Hi, Kathleen. Welcome to our show. So happy to see you. Hi, you guys. Thank you so much for having me. You wear a lot of hats, and you are an accomplished writer award-winning author, as well as a documentary producer. What is the common elements that links all of these things for you? I would say the common element is good st storytelling. And in addition to just playing good storytelling, it's exciting to have different ways to tell a good story. Um, it's good for my brain. It's good um, for the story itself to have different media to tell it. Um, for example, in documentary storytelling, there's so much more you can do with archival footage, um, interviews, and see from the way that someone is speaking uh, that just doesn't show up on paper. Um, and in books, for example, you have the chance to dive deeper into so many topics, much deeper than print media like newspapers and magazines. So how did you get into professional writing to begin with? Did you have a eureka moment when you knew you're going to be a writer? I always knew I was going to be a writer. I was the kid who loved to do book reports. So I knew from an early age that I was going to end up writing some way, somehow. So that was my natural path in college. I studied English literature and writing. And from there, I went into book publishing and was involved in book publishing for nine years. 
before I took the leap and decided to do my own writing instead of working on other people's writing. So that was um, my my path. And from there, it was building blocks from um, finding my interests and really focusing on them. As a freelance writer, you write for a lot of media outlets. But today, we want to talk specifically about the Wall Street Journal, where you often contribute to the off-duty section. Which is actually one of our favorite parts of the paper. So can you explain to our listeners what the section is about and also what do you cover? The off-duty section is basically, I think, the essential weekend section because it really covers what you're doing when you're not on the job. So that involves food, travel, fashion, gadgets, shopping, cocktails, all manner of stuff that you might be doing on the weekends. I focus on food. I do some travel for the section as well. So over the years, I've... um done features. And one day I pitched a very complicated story to my editor, who's fantastic. And she said to me, this is not a story. And that fear in my heart went, (gasps) and she said, it's a column. Um, because I was kind of over trying to cram too much into that one page format. So uh, from our discussion on that, uh, she thought it was definitely a multifaceted story that could go on and on and on. And that's how my butchery column, Cutting Class, started. And um, yeah, it's one of my main focuses right now is uh, through the column, teaching readers how they can do some home butchery themselves. So you did a recent story on Eric Wareheim, and uh, we've been reading his cookbook, Foodheim, A Culinary Adventure. We love the book, and we love the title, and we love Eric. (laughs) And and just like you, Eric wears a lot of hats, being a comedian, actor, writer, director, musician, and now author. So can you tell our listeners how this particular story came to life? Sure. Another column that I contribute to is called In My Kitchen in the off-duty section. And in that column, we focus we focus sometimes on professional chefs, but in the last few years, we've opened it up to other uh, avid cooks, and that they might include actors, singers, um, writers, poets, you name it, artists. So Eric, we thought, was perfect for the column, not only because... Um, his book was cookbook was coming out, but because Off Duty was doing a section that focused strictly on television, so uh, it was kind of the perfect timing. And we love his quirky sense of humor, but he's a really serious cook, and I thought I found that really refreshing to learn about him. And I think within my kitchen column, it's kind of a very straightforward format where the subject talks about their favorite tools and techniques and ingredients. But you learn a lot about the person just from those simple questions and what's in their kitchen. Yeah, his, his love of fish sauce was quite surprising. Right. I really enjoy watching Eric on Instagram. And he's like so funny, hilarious. At the same time, as you say, he's a serious cook. And it's very entertaining. So um Just like Eric, who is leveraging Instagram so well to promote his book, what is your strategy for your social media? How do you use it for your work? 
I use social media to share my work, to promote my work, to make people aware of what's out there. Um, also to shout out a great restaurant or bar or a dish. Um, sometimes what I'm cooking at home to inspire people. And I think that's especially on Instagram is it's there's such a inspirational and aspirational aspect to it. Do you, do you ever use it for research purposes to uh, suss out story ideas? Yes, definitely. Well, I'm always scrolling through it, especially following people who have great food shots. I want to know what's new on menus. And sometimes I'm not always aware um, there might be a chef out in California who is just play something new on the menu and they're showcasing it. And I say, wow, I'm doing a story about that. And that looks perfect. Uh, one example is I'm doing a Wellington piece and I saw a beautiful beef Wellington on Instagram uh, from a chef who's opening a new restaurant in California. And I got in touch with him and it's perfect because he is opening a new restaurant. Otherwise, I don't think I would have been aware that he was doing it and that maybe it's on the road to a comeback. So speaking of cooking, uh, you also had a great story on how to cook steak, a subject very close to my heart. And you had some great insights from professional butchers. So how did you choose these folks to interview? Yeah, so usually in my cutting class column, I focus on one specific butcher. Um, but this was great because I got to reach out to butchers across the country. So I first um, word of mouth, really still that old fashioned word of mouth. I asked a lot of the butchers that I know and I've spoken with, hey, who do you know not in New York or who are some of the people's work that you really admire? And so I, I followed many of their suggestions. Also, Google is your friend. <laughs> Did a lot of Googling best butchers across the country. Um, asked a lot of questions of people I knew in the areas who they go to. Um, so that, that's primarily the way. And then I'm always looking for, uh, geographical diversity. Um, I, I really make an effort not to make, to make sure I'm including people outside of my own world that, Hey, a butcher in Colorado or Seattle, um, and also cultural diversity. Um, I'm always on the, look out for uh, butchers of color um, and people are doing different styles of butchery. So um, I, which I think is a topic that is really interesting too. I know a lot of talented chefs and culinary experts who want to be part of your stories, given, you know, the importance of the Wall Street Journal and the history of it. So how do some chefs get so lucky to be featured? Um, well, uh, travel is one thing. So uh, my list of restaurants and where I'm eating always takes priority on any trip that I take. So whenever I'm visiting um, anywhere, I'm always interested in who's leading the restaurant conversation, who's cooking what, um, who, where, you know, are the spots that I should be looking at. So that's the first thing. I'm always reading always staying on top of um, the conversation, not only on social media, but in publications. Um, also, I mean, if they have PR, if they reach out to me, it's it's really great and effective, especially if, hey, um, I might be going to Cincinnati in uh, four months. So I'm just going to keep this on file. And when I go, I'll, I'll do a search in my email and say, that's right. I had a 
uh, for somebody reach out to me about a restaurant in Cincinnati that I should go to. So even though I might not answer right away, I always keep those things of interest on file for the times and when I can visit in person. How do you choose the topic to write about? Do you get do you get inspiration from press releases or, you know, from from being out and about? Well, I think the way I choose a topic, uh, it's it's it is about being out and about. What am I seeing popping up on menus all the time? What am I seeing trend wise in restaurants? What are people doing? But also, I think that paying attention to the conversation on things like Twitter and Instagram, what are people talking about? That's so important. What's the hot topic? Um, and even just what's, what's the ingredient that people keep talking about and why? Um, I like telling the stories of why something is happening, not just, not just that it's happening, why it's happening. Um, and then once so I, those ideas start to also press releases can be super helpful. Um, if I am thinking about a story on, um, on uh, let's say summer squash and somebody sends me a press release or menus. I think menus are so important too. Um, publicists always please include menus. I love reading menus, so I'm always going to read them, but just seeing certain things pop up over and over again. And I'm always interested to know why. So I think that a press release in combination with a good menu will cause me to be intrigued and ask more questions. Good insights. So for our listeners around the globe, can you share a few practical tips on how chefs can pitch their stories? So what are the top like three things they have to keep in mind? I think, and this is actually what we use as writers too. Why am I the person to write this story? I think that um, the chef or restaurant has to think of why, why you, why your dish um, and why now? Why is it topical? How is it different from what other people are doing? Um, so asking those questions and how does this tell your story as a restaurant or as a chef? So that's the first thing is always thinking of the whys and why you. Um, pitches, uh, I, I definitely want to know your background, what you're cooking, like what you're cooking um, and how your food tells your stories. As I said, always include the menus, uh, keep the the emails um, as brief as you possibly can. Uh, as I tend to go through them very quickly, I, I get a ton of these emails as a lot of uh, writers and editors do. So the faster you get to the point, uh, the better. And um, think about, again, beyond, well, there's a new chef or there's a new dish. That kind of stuff isn't what I do. Maybe somebody else who will be writing, um, who has a column on the openings of restaurants. That's great for that person. I'm never writing these days about restaurant openings or uh, chef changes. So look at what I do and make sure that you're targeting that specifically. Like, hey, uh, I'm a butcher maybe, and I'm doing this. Uh, I know that you have the butchery column. So being familiar with who you're pitching is super important. I, I know that a lot of people on your, on your podcast have uh, made that point, but it can't be made enough. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Agreed. So looking ahead with the restaurant world and overall hospitality industry coming back, are there any specific topics or people you're going to be focusing on? Well, I think we're still 
easing out of pandemic right now and kind of hunkering down for the winter, at least over here on the East Coast. So I think that home cooking is never uh, going to go away. And in fact, I think more people have honed their skills for home cooking during the lockdown part of the pandemic. So I th- I can I'll continue to be writing and helping people with home cooking. Um, of course, butchers, butchery. I've always had a fascination about the connection between food and health, and I would like to do more of that. Uh, uh, before the pandemic, I did a story about food and your basic physical health, but also food and mental health and that connection. And then at the very beginning of the pandemic, this was very timely, I did a story about the connection between food and sleep. And I think a lot of people were losing sleep um, as things started to get really weird. So that was timely. So I'll be exploring uh, more of those stories, the connection about food and health, um, any kind of uh, for the in my kitchen column too. anything that's newsy that we can peg to a piece of news. And again, who might be a cook who's a little outside of the box uh, is always great, too. As you know, we call our podcast Hospitality Forward. So in your opinion, which organization or person have you seen that is really innovating and moving the hospitality and travel industry forward? I'm really excited in terms of restaurants, what Roar is doing. Um, that's restaurants organizing, advocating, and rebuilding. And this is... Uh, an organization that's actually led by my friend, Andrea Strong. She's the executive director. And um, what they're trying to do, it's new. And I know that they're looking at it in so many different ways of how to accomplish their goals. But they are focused on independent restaurants in New York City for now. I hope that they can set an example so that this can become a nationwide initiative. But they have been involved in employee relief, in establishing uh, health and wellness care, figuring out how to do that for restaurant workers, um, worker equity. Um, there's They've been getting out cash grants. They've sent around vans to restaurants to get um to get uh, the workers vaccinated. Um, so, and they're also very involved in topics of community importance. So I think um, I'm super excited about what they're doing and I, I hope that they will be emerge as a real leader for the rest of the country as well. It'd be great if they could scale up their work. So it's so beneficial. Yeah, we couldn't agree more. All righty. And now, and now for a lighter topic, if you uh, had to choose one cocktail to share with your best buddy or your hubby, Ronnie, <laughs> what would it be and why? I love gin and I really love a good gin and tonic. And one of my favorite gin and tonics happens to be in my neighborhood. It's over at Katana Hidden bar. Ah. <laughs> and I know you're familiar with it, Michael. Yes, indeed. The Shiso Leaf uh, gin and tonic over there, I think is just, it takes a basic drink to a, a another level with that herbaceous flavor of the Shiso Leaf. It's so refreshing, but it's still, it's something that I'll drink in the summer, but I will drink it in the winter. I'll drink it anytime because of the strong flavors. All right. So in terms of uh, 
your travel plans. Uh, any dream destinations for you and Ronnie? Yes. Well, we had a dream deferred <laughs> when um, before pandemic, we had elaborate plans for a trip to Vietnam and we had to cancel. So I'm looking forward to doing that trip. Probably, um, probably, probably won't be able to do it until summer of 2022, but that's definitely a destination I'm looking forward to. And I want to get around and see friends. I want to see my friends in London. I want to um, go out to my, see my friends in Oregon. So I think that's really important. I think we all have to really recognize the power of in-person, hanging out with your friends in person, right? During this time. <laughs> and then I'd love to just go somewhere super, super far, um, like maybe the Maldives or somewhere that's kind of, hard for me to get to because you only live one life and <laughs> it's, if I don't do it now, I don't know when I would. Before you go, what's the best way for our listeners to reach you? Do you prefer emails or DMs? I prefer emails. My email is Kathleen with a K, K-A-T-H-L-E-E-N at ksquires.com. My social is at ksquiresnyc. Great. Thank you so much for joining us today. And we really appreciate, you know, what you do for our community and, and for taking the time to do this. So thank you so much. It means a lot to us and our listeners. Thank you guys so much. And I think that another thing that we've really started to recognize through this awful pandemic is how important community is. So I appreciate that you guys are doing this. That was an enjoyable conversation, and frankly, it made us hungry. Now that you know what Kathleen is looking for, please feel free to reach out to her and introduce yourself. And don't forget to mention that you heard her on our podcast. We have a lot of exciting media guests in the pipeline, so please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or your favorite podcast app. Please leave a review and tell your friends and colleagues who you think would benefit from the tips our journalist friends share on our show. See you next week. Until then, join us as we move hospitality forward together.